It's Tuesday, April 14th. We got Blake Jackson on the line. What's going on, man? Not a whole lot, man. Just uh, actually up here at WIP. We're kind of assessing our orders from came in over the weekend and getting things ready to rock and roll for the week. Well, what's business looking like up there? What are your how, how many employees do you usually have operating at WISC, and, and how many do you have right now? Uh, we've reduced our workforce by about half, um, which is you know it's, it's not ideal. Um, yeah, we we definitely uh, are, are trying to constantly incorporate our uh, our younger staff that we had to, to let go and get them up here as, as often as we can. But for right now, it's just a uh, it's a different time. Um, so. With that being said, that we wanted to pivot into something that was uh, relevant to, to what everyone's going through, and we'd worked on a program called Pen Pals back in January, put it on the shelf, and uh, ironically, it just became the, the exact product we needed right now. So that's kind of what we're working with. Well, uh, tell us more about that. What's the website, and um, how you know, make sure they know how to spell it and all that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, with dessertbar.com. Uh, and if you hop on there and just set a pen pals, P-I-N-P-A-L-S, uh, it'll be a little more info on on all of our programs. But the main thing we're doing is it's just a nice eight-treat box with a great price point, $20 and $25. Uh, and you can take that and uh, you can ship it anywhere in the country. So you write a little personal note, you know, Grandma, we miss you. Can't wait to hug your neck when it's all over. And, and uh, we package it up and send it out wherever it needs to go. Man, that's fantastic. WhiskDessertBar.com? Yep. I've got some uh, I've got some family, and Kelly has some family all over the country, so we need to uh, sign up for that and send them out. What all do you put in the box? So every every month, you're going to come with uh, two of four different treats. So it'll normally be two of our, one of our traditional cookies, two of a specialty cookie, uh, two some sort of chocolate brownie type, uh, creation. So this one this week is an Oreo blondie uh, with uh, white and dark chocolate ganache, and then two miniature buns. Um, so the flavor for this month is a, uh, is a confetti bun uh, with white chocolate ganache in the center. Tell me about the Tiger King cookie. <laughs> so we wanted to do something that was uh, driven towards uh, Tiger King as far as just kind of riding that wave of excitement. So we, we made a box and it was a, the hashtag free Joe exotic box. Uh, I got some, we've got a, a, a pink glittery crown cookie in there. Uh, it's a strawberry cream cheese flavor. Uh, we've got some snow leopard Bouchons, uh, some, some uh, orange and brown striped tiger cookies. Just a, a little bit of everything, man. It's just, uh, we're trying to have some specialty boxes running throughout the, throughout the year just to constantly, put new stuff out there and, and also so we don't get tired of making the same things over and over again. But, uh, we went from making about probably 60 regular items here at WISP to making six. So, uh, you know, just to break the monotony up, it's time to keep it fresh. What, uh, <laughs> I trust you've seen the entire Tiger King, all seven episodes? Yes, I have. Yeah, I, have you watched it a second time yet or was one time enough? I, I have not watched it the second time through. Uh, but it, uh, it is the epitome of ridiculousness. My mind was completely and totally blown. And uh, I, I've never, I mean, I thought that the wild and wonderful whites of West Virginia was the pinnacle of redneck ridiculousness uh, or redneckery. And now you, it's like, 
Tiger King was fantastic. You have seen the light, my friend. Oh, God. Tiger King was fantastic. Well, tell tell us, um, like I said before the recording started, we've been wanting to have you on the show for a while and um, and have not done so for like a longer form deal. But what what's the history of WISC? What's your educational background? Um, and are, are you still doing any catering as well? I was wondering about that. Yeah. So uh, as far as WISC goes, we opened in 2017, in September of 2017. And uh, my whole focus with WISC, uh, you know, was really just to bring a, a little scratch dessert shop to uh, Shreveport. Um, we did some French influence things and, and higher end pastries. Um, and, you know, it all kind of, you have, you have your, your vision and based on your market research, what it's going to be. And, and obviously you know, it evolves into other things. So now we, we do a lot more cakes than we ever planned on doing. Um, which is good. I mean, you know, we have some fantastic kids. Uh, and fortunately, we've got a great staff that, that is able to handle all that. And we're still doing cakes during all this. Um, you know, and, and kind of just we're slowly getting into different concepts as time goes on. We wholesale our cookie dough to some, uh, actually, to a couple of different places that serve it, at, you know, either in closing for like uh, real estate attorneys and that type of thing. Or, uh, we also are starting to do a whole lot of wholesale for food in general to places like coffee shops and that type of stuff. So, so uh, you kind of get into it and, and you realize the avenues that are out there and you save it a little and make things happen. Yeah, we've talked to a lot of different businesses um, in the last six months on the show that have uh... – I guess we we started this about nine months ago now, but we've we've talked to a lot of different folks who've had to make different pivots along the way. And you know, one thing we find is that the the guys with staying power, uh, kind of like what you mentioned before the before the recording um, about COVID. Before, you know, in, in recent episodes, we found out that the ones with staying power are the ones who are willing to to uh, be more malleable. You know, they go in with a certain idea of what their business is going to be, and they they have to, and they're forced to make adjustments and pivots along the way to meet the market needs. And I mean, some people could say that's the case with any business, but I think I think a mid-sized market like Shreveport with like a small town atmosphere, I think it's even more important in a market like this. Absolutely, man. I mean, that's you know, and one thing that I really have always hung my hat on is, is just trying to bring some new stuff here. Um, you know, I mean, my family's here. I'm raising a family here. Um, you know, I, I want to try out new concepts here because that's what that's what keeps it fun and entertaining for everyone, right? Uh, you're constantly getting to see some new ideas out there. So. Well, what uh, did you go to culinary school, or did you learn how to cook just by yourself in the kitchen? Yeah, I, I did not go to culinary. School. I, I actually went to school for foreign policy, and I worked for the U.S. Senate for three years out of college. Um, so that that gives you my 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 formal education. But uh, yeah, I cooked in college and knew I loved it. I'd always cooked I learned how to cook at a young age and, and uh kids all middle school, high school. I, I just love to be in the kitchen and um you know, after a stint in politics and in that world I just kinda of figured I, I figured out that, that was uh, that was not gonna be my thing. Um so I I still have a passion for it, but definitely not in the career right now. So left that, moved back up here, and uh, uh, my best friend at the time was, was the manager over at Maxwell's Market, and I started working for Ross and kind of uh, just restarted a career in food from there. Well, you've owned a few businesses in town now. Um, tell us about your other entrepreneurial ventures and, and uh, how you eventually 
got to Whisk? Yeah, so I so I started uh, Drake Catering in 2011, uh, private chef and service and catering, and, and I'm still operational there. And uh, you know, that's really uh, I recently kind of took that in a different direction with uh, hopping on at 421 Texas, uh, the event venue downtown. So I'll be uh, the operating the operating partner over there as far as running the events and um, picking up the picking up the tasty bites and, and all that. So that's going to be a lot of fun as far as coming up with not only just you know booking private parties but coming up with ticket events and, and pop up restaurant concepts. So looking forward to that. Um, also, just my toe and the husband the meal prep game for a couple of years with prepared nutrition. Um, my wife and I started an online resale business of wedding stuff called I Did Shop. Uh, rest in peace. It was a lot of fun, but to get going. But it's just a uh, e commerce is a whole different ball of wax as I'm learning. Um, so, you know, yeah, man, I, mean, I think for me, um, it's it, it just that constant drive to want to try something new. Uh, and when I get an idea, I just, it's like I've got, I feel like compelled to, to flush it out and see if it's a viable option. Yeah, uh, you're a serial entrepreneur. Do you have another, I guess, 421 Texas uh, kind of came to fruition right before uh, this COVID thing blew through, right? Yeah, it wasn't the best timing to hop into an event venue. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, how's that going? How's that event venue going for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we're, you know what's good, though, is that we're, we're constantly pushing forward over there. Uh, we'll be doing a, a good bit of remodels uh, while everything's uh, down, so that's actually uh, you know coming into the summer, and when when hopefully things lighten up and for the event business, uh, we'll be we'll be on top and ready to rock and roll. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, I, I, I think some people were worried that you were you were going to move out of that South Highlands Whisk location. Are you you're going to maintain that one and keep it open? I think, yeah, I think uh, you know I sent a press release out uh, announcing that, and I think. Uh, I think there was a lot of confusion on that. But, no, we are absolutely here at Jay Drive for the long haul. I've been here for six years uh, in the in the different capacities. Um, you know, this, this building is, is is near and dear to my heart. Um, you know, I, I definitely thank every dime into getting ready when I first moved the catering company here uh, back in 2013. So, um Golly, my wife and I left our second our second date ever. We we left there and came by here so I could show her this empty space with nothing in it except a bunch of torn up walls. Um, you know, so I, 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 this place means too much to me. That's what it is. That's all. Awesome. I'll be here at seventy four billion for sure. Um, and you're right there next to Kyle's place at Elliot Chalk, and I know you got a. a a good business relationship. I don't know how Kyle stays so skinny right next to a bakery, man. I, I every time I'm over there, I slip in there and eat like two cookies. Yeah, I mean, man, I don't know either because I'm done. Every time we try something new, we bring it over to those boys for uh, for the official thumbs up before they put on the shelf. So I don't know. I, they, they got a they got a secret over there. Um, so what? What could you, uh, you know, to other local entrepreneurs or folks thinking about opening businesses, obviously you've had a couple of successful ones that have opened up. You're, you're willing to venture into downtown where a lot of people are not so willing to venture into downtown. Um, what, what have you learned about doing business in Shreveport that you could, uh, 
impart to others? Yeah, you know, I, I think honestly, at it, its core, you've got to go in, you've got to have the brand that you're committed to, and you've got to be that brand, and you got to stick to it. You know, I mean, like, uh, and and, I, and I, I've had ventures where I got into things that weren't on brand with who I was, and uh, and and you know that ultimately those things don't pan out. Um, so I mean, I think that's what that's what you've got to do is, is in in a small town like this where people attach a face to the business. Um, that, that you got to make sure that, that you are that brand. Uh, and I think that's how you know where I've found success is matching up businesses that are in line with me as a person. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and I and I think that um, a lot of these interviews that we've we've had over the last few months have fleshed that out. I think a lot of the the real success stories in the last five years in Treeport have come from really people in their thirties and forties. I mean, I, I maybe even some younger than that, but that are really willing to get into their own business, get their hands dirty, and like and 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 work it, and then work the community as well. Like be like you said, be the brand. Like it's their brand, yeah. and they. Their hearts in it, and their their faces attached to it, um, and, and those those seem to be having great success. And I think those are going to be the ones that weather the storm of this COVID as well. Yeah, oh, absolutely, man. Um, and I and I have I'm so proud to see, especially the food business, but but across all industries, all the folks that have really stepped up at a time like this and just become such a big part of the community. Uh, awesome. Well, let me. Uh, let me ask you, I think Thomas and Grant were having a conversation and, and Thomas might have asked him the question on one of our previous episodes during this Corona deal. Um, like who's out there really hustling? Who's out there making, um, you know, weathering this storm as well as possible. I mean, I've, and I've seen, and we've seen uh, Bob over at Great Raft do some amazing things through a fundraiser. We've seen uh, Chase Boyden has been very vocal on Facebook and he wrote a piece for um, Stuff and Busted which is uh, Chris J and Sarah Abear's uh, kind of a, a blog and um, podcast series as well. And, but, but Grant Knuckles said, Blake Jackson, he's like, that guy's, he's <laughs> in, in the middle of this coronavirus thing. He's really doing it. And uh, he mentioned pen pals, but what else are you doing uh, to make a guy like Grant uh, throw your name out there? Oh, I, I certainly appreciate that coming from somebody that definitely is uh, a, a pillar in our community for sure. Uh, but no, I mean, you know, one of our other you know, projects that we did kind of kind of low key was uh, the uh, cookies for care project that we did. So for every dollar donated, our cookies are two dollars. So for every dollar donated, we donated a dollar. For the other one, we matched that uh, to buy a cookie from us, and we delivered them to all the hospitals around town and we donated over 1500 cookies. Uh, I guess that was over the last two weeks. So that was, that was awesome. It was a cool project. And, um, you know, I, I, I laughed because you know, people saw that and they're like, cookies, why cookies? And, and that's, you know, it was, at first I was like, they're right. Like, I'm, what am I doing? I'm trying to make the world better by just swinging cookies. And it's like, you know, yeah, I am. I, that is me. That is who I am. That's what I can offer. I don't know how to, I don't know how to make shields, face shields, or face masks. Uh, I can't. I can't come up with a new way to uh, to put ventilators into thin ventilators. But I know how to make this. Uh, that's what I'm doing, by God. And uh, so again, I guess I just being true to your brand um, and, and, and all that. 
Well, tell me when you when you first heard word of this coronavirus and how bad it was going to affect your business, or how or how negatively it could have affected your business, and what steps did you take as a um, as a business owner, as an employer, um, you know, as a one man shop? Like, I mean, I know you have plenty of folks that do a lot of the work with you and for you, but you know, you are the face of, of Whisk, and Whisk is a you know, it's a it's a small business here in Shreveport. So, what what tough decisions did you have to make and and how did you confront those uh, with, from from what we can tell, you know, positivity? I mean, you came you came, yeah. you came at this from a different angle. A lot of folks, you know, got really upset and real depressed, and you seem to have really taken the bull by the horns and and gone full right. in a positive direction with this. Well, I appreciate that because I mean, I'll be honest with you. My first that was my first reaction. My first reaction was devastating, and I, you know, I mean, my wife can tell you. It's just, um, thank God she's. She's in the, the healthcare industry. I mean, she's, if nothing else, she's working harder than she was before all this. So she's got, uh, you know, we, we have, we were very blessed to have some job security there and uh, and that kind of thing. Um, so that was a wreck for a week. I mean, I just was like, this is it. How am I going to recover? And you start to look at your finances and you're like, well, maybe, maybe this is the end. Maybe I just call today. And then, uh, you know, my wife just really encouraged me to to take a look at things that I've worked on that I hadn't really uh, put to use yet. And one of those big ones was Ten Talents. And so, you know, I uh, we brushed off the dirt on some uh, on some old photos that we had taken for promotional stuff, and we said, "Well, we'll throw it out there." And then that grew uh, really quick, which is great. We're really excited about it and so now it's like okay learning that whole world of e-commerce just um you know and on the catering side we lost almost everything i mean every every wedding every small party every big party private chefing i mean and that's uh that's really my bread and butter uh as far as you know what i live off of is is that with that gone away it presented some tough times and um I had a conversation with David Merrick, uh, a friend of mine who's in the insurance business, and he's like, "Man, you know, the, in Louisiana, they could like they could have like be selling bonds to help fund the state." You know, I was like, "Man, it's not a bad idea, man. Like a wartime bond." And then I started thinking, "Well, well what if I sold bonds for the catering company?" And so we did private dinner bonds where it's you know, flat now for a hundred dollars a person, and then in seventy-five days from the end of the uh, from the end of this whole uh, thing going on that wouldn't be worth 125 a person. And uh, we really, I was able to raise a lot of capital that way to, to keep the doors open and keep, keep moving forward on all the projects we have. Hey, do you have any of those left? I sure do. I sure do. Give me a call. <laughs> well, what, do you buy them on listdessertbar.com or is there a different uh, website? Uh, you can give me a call at my great catering phone. It's Three one eight six one seven five four zero seven, or you can just shoot me a message on any of our social media platforms, uh, Chef at Chef Blake Jackson on Instagram, or uh, at Drake or Drake Catering on Facebook. Uh, we, we can get you hooked up with any of those. It's been a, uh, it's been pretty cool to see. Uh, you know, private chefing is one thing that I know that I'm passionate about. I can get in the kitchen and come up with some cool stuff and. And I think uh, it's, it's cool to see some hope that 
people excited about something on the other side of it. How many, what's the minimum order if you do a private chef dinner at your house? I normally do eight people is my minimum order. Okay. So it, it can, can you buy just a one, one bond or do you have to buy eight bonds? Well, not, what we've had happen is uh, most people have just gotten groups together. So they'll get four couples together or eight friends together and, and everyone will just go in at that one time and say, okay, we're going to buy one together. Uh, and we can do Venmo or I can, uh, you know, send a QuickBook invoice, whatever works for everybody. Okay, so the usual price for that would be 125 a head, and you'd go to a house with an eight-person minimum and do a dinner, but you're offering it for 100 a head if they, if they buy it now. Yes, sir. Well, man, that's an awesome idea. What gave the, and, and that idea came to you just from speaking to uh, um, speaking to your friend? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we, you know, we were coming up with ideas for the first state of Louisiana, and that actually called I called Thomas Presley after we talked and, and kind of put that in his ear, just my ideas, because, you know, right now, I mean, that's uh, historically, you know, in wartime, that's, that's how not just the federal government's work, but the state's work, and so I thought it would be a cool idea. Like, you know, why can't you do that for a business? So um, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool to see it actually fleshed out into an idea that works. Well, um, what a... So, uh, <laughs> Have you always just had this kind of attitude towards uh, bad situations? I mean, there's there's a lot of folks that are out there, and Thomas and I had a conversation before this started about, you know, I guess different philosophical ways to look at the crisis and, and, you know, oh, God, how bad it is, or, oh, this is a great time to kind of reevaluate priorities, or, you know, it, it, you know, it's all about perspective, right? You know, it's what ten percent what happens to you, and ninety percent how you deal with it. But have you always been the guy that sees the glasses half full, or what? I, yeah, I'm a pretty big optimist. I mean, like, and, and also, I, I just uh, if you tell me that I've got a who am I going to believe in at the end of the day? What well, I'm going to say that as a, as far as human people go, I'm the person that I believe in the most. You know, so I'd rather it be on my shoulders to to come up with a way to get out of something like this, and so that's what I did. Um, you know, and that's that's what I've made my career on is like, hey, not many people are, uh, not many people at this stage of owning a catering company are the the one that's there at every event. But that's that's how it is now because I I know that when I'm there, that's the best product going out. So you know. Um, it's just uh, it's a matter of really believing that if I'm going to depend on anybody, it's going to be me. Well, we're we're coming up on time. Um, it's I, I've taken almost about thirty minutes of your time. You seem like you're uh, you seem like you're you're plenty busy um, trying to <laughs> trying to keep all these uh, plates spinning. Um, what else have you used this Corona pause to do? Have you have you caught up on any? Other than Tiger King, have you caught up on any books, any uh, anything creative in the kitchen that uh, that you haven't had time to do before? I've been trying to. Uh, I've been playing a lot more piano and a lot more harmonica. Um, I, I, I was in a little band all through college, and I, I love doing that. So it was nice to get back in and uh, play a little music. Of course, now I'm playing a lot more like frozen two songs from my from my kiddos. <laughs> um, not not as much Dave Matthews anymore, but hey, you know. What are you gonna do? So you know, we're just trying to find ways to uh, to work on work on those relationships. It's been amazing. Uh, you know, it's silly that Zoom 
has brought around so much of a different change for the world and, or, or any sort of FaceTime, those kind of things. Because we've got a group of a group of friends from college. We're always on a ongoing text message. But now, I mean, like, you know, we have every week we're having a, a little uh, cocktail party for, you know, us, four of our really good friends and their spouses. And we all get on Zoom and, and make make cocktails and catch up. And it's just been awesome, man. It, it, you know, there's some good stuff coming out of it. I agree with you. Thomas, do you have anything for Blake? Yeah, I was uh, – the 421, that's the old Jordan booth. Is that correct? Yes. It's okay. the old Jordan booth. It's that mid modern downtown. And uh, it is a uh, – it's four stories. Um, got or it's four mezzanines, at least. Uh, it's, a, it's a cool space. And we're working on a kitchen right now, and – I can't give away too much information, but it's going to be one of the, uh, it's going to make this one of the coolest event venues in the city for sure. Yeah. I had, I've, I've been to an event there before and it's a really cool space. Um, that's great that there's going to be, you know, some, if you can get a kitchen in there, that'll, that'll really add to it. So. Oh man. I think I, I just, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> again, I can't go too far into it guys, but I, I will give you all a call when everything is wrapped up because it's going to be pretty epic. So, very excited about that and kind of looking forward to when we get out of this. Uh, just keep pushing forward. Who else is out there doing some really cool things that, that we haven't mentioned uh, so far? Or that's, that's having to change their business operation but finding some efficiencies and finding some uh, some other ways to make an income? Um, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll say this, uh, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of um, a lot of folks, just especially from the from the restaurant side, just uh, just kind of retooling and and not necessarily doing what their their usual is. Uh, you know, I've, I've always loved Gabriel Balderas is one of the biggest, most most hustling guys I know. Like he's always always working hard. Um, so you know, I mean, then moving everything to curbside is is uh, I know it's been a big tackle for them, but that's awesome. Um, yeah, and then from a from a humanitarian standpoint, uh, uh, Miss Kathy Kathy Ross has, has always been one of my biggest like my biggest cheerleaders. Uh, who's just always encouraged me to keep pushing forward. And um, you know, her and uh, Captain Cinnamon were doing something with the three one eight Eat project, which they've raised just who knows how much money um, to help get meals out there. Um, obviously Bob is great rap but doing doing Bob thing is you know, always epic. Uh and always just really on on point. Um is, uh, that guy's a brand into himself and I'm I'm really proud to see uh I knew him in high school and, and you know, just to see the person he is now I'm, I'm really proud of that dude. He's a, he's a good guy. Yeah, man, he's um, you know they've raised like over fourteen thousand dollars through his yeah, raffle. Yeah. <laughs> it's just amazing. It is awesome. It really is. I'm, I'm really proud of that. You know, I, I think if, if we continue to go through this, we're just going to constantly see. Uh, I, I hope we, I hope this brings on some new faces on the scene too. I hope people start popping up that, that we haven't heard from yet that are, that are been out there in the wings waiting, and then they use this as a time to to make their mark as as a you know a, a crucial member of our community because we we need those people. We we need all the leaders we can get. Um, 
you know, I, I don't feel like I can, I, I, you know, there's, there's a lot of different things that I'm, I'm worried about. And so I, the guys that are out there being strong now can't, can't do it alone and bring on all the help we can get. Well, that's awesome. You've got a, a, an amazing attitude for a small business owner, especially a small business owner with a handful of employees. Um, and uh, and like you said before we began recording, uh, the businesses, you know, historically when, when times are really tough like this, the businesses that can weather the storm and come back on the other side are still uh, are stronger for it, and you're hoping that WISP does yeah. the same. So I think with your attitude, I think that's a guarantee, my man. I appreciate it, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to Looking forward to having people back in this shop. I mean, just get to, you know, we, I love my staff, but I think they're ready for some new faces besides mine, that's for sure. All right, man. Well, you take care of yourself, and I'm going to go order some pen pals for uh, Vermont, California, and Florida. Man, that's great. I certainly appreciate it. Y'all have a great day, guys. Bye. Thank you, Blake. Thanks for everything, man. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye.